Hi everyone, this is Camille. Welcome to this week's meditation for the Abolition as Resurrection podcast. Today I will be reading a poem written by Reginald Dwayne Betts. He is a poet, essayist, and national spokesperson for the Campaign for Youth Justice and the Freedom Reads, which is a first-of-its-kind organization working to radically transform access to literature in prison. Betts transformed himself from a 16-year-old kid sentenced to nine years in prison to a critically acclaimed writer and graduate of the Yale Law School. He is a published author of two previous volumes of poetry and one memoir entitled A Question of Freedom. This poem is entitled Parking Lot 2. It comes from his collection of poetry entitled Felon. The theme of this poem is centered on coerced confession. For those who are unaware of this term, Coerced or forced confession is an involuntary confession that comes from overbearing police conduct rather than a suspect's free will. It is considered involuntary because the confession is not a product of the accused's free choice. A 2019 article from the Washington Post stated, according to the National Registry of Exonerations, 27% of people in the registry who were accused of homicide gave false confessions and 81% of people with mental illness or intellectual disabilities did the same when they were accused of homicide. Often people will ask, why would someone confess to a crime they didn't commit? Well, I wanna read this excerpt from the Innocent Project's websites that helps answer this question. Many of the nation's more than 360 wrongful convictions overturned by DNA evidence involve some form of false confession. It can be difficult to understand why a person would wrongly confess to a crime they did not commit. Researchers who study this phenomenon have determined that the following factors contribute to or cause false confessions. Real or perceived intimidation of the suspect by law enforcement. Use of force by law enforcement during the interrogation or perceived threat of force. Compromised reasoning ability of the suspect due to exhaustion, stress, hunger, substance use, and in some cases, mental limitations or limited education. Young people who do not understand their rights and are taught to please authority figures are particularly vulnerable. Devious interrogation techniques such as untrue statements about the presence of incriminating evidence. And finally, fear on the part of the suspect that failure to confess will yield a harsher punishment. As you engage in this meditation series, we invite you to hold before you the social realities that incarcerated people bear. Before I lead us into this inspired meditation, if you have not already listened to the intro on this meditation series, you may wanna pause and have a listen. In the intro, Gia and I share on the purpose of the meditation and instructions to follow during this time. So let's go ahead and get started into the inspired prayer. First, I want you to get comfortable. If you're ready to begin your practice, grab your journal, find a quiet location, relax into your body. That can include stretching your arms, rolling your head from side to side, etc. And now find stillness in your body. Invite your guides to join you in this time. Your guides might be the spirit, Allah, Jesus, Buddha, deities or higher powers, ancestors, or someone who was present with you. The intention is to invite them into this journey with you. Now inhale for five counts. 
and exhale for five counts. Let's do it again. Inhale for five counts and exhale for five counts. And now we're at the listen portion. As I read the poem, allow yourself to sit with the words, explore the words, notice what words stand out to you. Imagine what living those words would look like. Examine what comes up for you in your mind, body, and emotions, and write out the words that stand out to you. I will now begin reading Reginald Dwayne Betts' poem, entitled Parking Lot 2. A confession began when I walked out of that parking lot. A confession began when I walked black out of that parking lot. A confession began when I, without combing my hair, dressed for a day that would find me walking out of that parking lot. There is so much to be said of a black man with unkempt hair. He meets the description of the suspect. Suspect is running. I ran away from things far less frightening than the police. A confession began when I robed myself in black. A confession began when I walked out of that parking lot wearing a black hoodie. Things get exponentially worse when a hoodie is pulled over my unkempt hair. A confession began when I walked out of that parking lot black. A confession began when I walked out of that parking lot a Negro. A confession begins when that nigga walked into the parking lot. A confession begins when that nigga and the pistol he carries like a dick walked into the parking lot. A confession begins when everything you see him doing is seen as sex. A confession begins when that nigga walked into a parking lot and drove away with everything belonging to that white man. A confession begins when my mother laid up with a man, the complexion of that nigga's daddy. A confession begins when my mother births a child in a city close enough to make me and that nigga almost related. A confession begins when the police perceived us as one. We must be one. He could not have walked in and driven out, and I walked in and walked out on the same night, and whatever gaps in the story and slight differences in the features of our faces was just more evidence that niggers will lie. A confession begins even if I don't have a fucking car. A confession begins. My confession began with the woman stitching stars and stripes into a flag. Take a deep breath, inhale, and exhale. And meditate. Reflect on that poem and what is coming up for you. This might be a time for you to journal what you are experiencing in your body, in your emotions, in your mind. I'll give you some time to meditate and feel free to pause the audio now to write what you need to write.
And now it's time to contemplate. Open yourself to what your guides are speaking to you through the author. What are you listening to? What are you hearing? I will give you some time to contemplate and take as much time as you need by pausing the audio. And now we are at the breath prayer. We will close our outward response with a breath exercise of receiving and releasing. When you are ready to identify two words or phrases that stood out to you during meditation, or something from the poem, one to hold and one to release. On your inhale, speak the word or phrase you want to hold on to. And on your exhale, speak the word or phrase you want to release. Repeat this twice using the same phrases or words or by adding something new. I'll give you some time for your breath prayer, but if you need to pause the audio and take as much time that you need, go ahead and do that. And now for our closing. Offer yourself gratitude for making time for this meditation. Offer gratitude to Reginald Dwayne Betts for speaking truth and sharing vulnerably. Offer gratitude to your guides for being present with you. And finally, take some time to be present with your gratitude before you leave this space. As always, we are sending you lots of love, joy, and warmth on this journey.